You're listening to KAYT, 88.1 FM, Gina, Alexandria, 98.9 FM, Monroe, West Monroe, 92.5 FM, Shreveport, Greenwood, 100.1 FM, Lake Charles, and KQJO, 99.3 FM, St. Joseph, Louisiana, Natchez, Mississippi. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is the Restoring Faith Broadcast, and I am Dr. Christopher Manuel, pastor of the Smyrna and Maranatha Seventh-day Adventist Churches in Alexandria. We desire to present the gospel message of Jesus Christ to a dying world in these final moments of Earth's history. And now, today's broadcast. And disassociated when it comes to their culture. I tell you, when you are in some circumstances, they are trip. Especially if you're in a leprous situation. You can't do because your circumstances says that you're incapable. So they ran into Jesus. I'm so glad that when I'm in my stuff, I can still run into him. Because sometimes when we run into other folk, they'll give you a litany list of what you're not doing. You not, you know what they become? They become the church police. Woo! Let me sit on your pew right quick. Well, I ain't seen you. I don't know how long. You don't say that to somebody they ain't been to church in a while. You don't know what has happened while they're not here. Watch this. You ain't called them. You ain't went by their house. You ain't brought them no food. You sure ain't gave them money on no bill, so you're going to have the nerve to sit there and act hypocritical. And you wonder why ain't nobody else sitting beside you on your pew. Smyrna, you talk too much. When you should be walking for the Lord, that's what you say you're doing. But when it comes down to the fact you're speaking your miasma in the air and you're running people away. God deals with us, whether we know it or not. When we, not if we, when we do stuff like that. But we serve an awesome God. He can get past the miasma. He can get past all that talking you're doing. He can get past all of that, uh, you know, that, that made up stuff that we say in our mouths of the work that we say that we're doing, that we're really not doing. And you know what God will say? He said, all right, I've had enough. Keep your mouth closed. I remember a story, Sister Gloria, go back in my mind that when it was time to name John the Baptist, y'all remember that? And the angel told Zechariah, I need you to name him John. Remember, nobody else in the family got the email on what to name him. Are you with me today? Nobody else got it, Sister Newton. They didn't know, no, no, we ain't nobody else in the family named John. Why you gonna name him John? Name him John. And you know, Zacharias had a problem. He didn't believe it. And the angel told him, well, since you don't believe me, you're not gonna be able to say nothing for nine months. That was light. I just wonder what would God ponder if we actually waited and didn't believe him on a blessing that we were looking for for nine months. Are you listening to me, Smyrna? Then here comes Jesus. Watch this. He enters the village. 
He comes in between everything that has to do with you and to you, to deal with you, to do away with the circumstances between you and him. That's what he did in the midst of the circumstances of the lepers. He came to them. God sometimes allows us to learn how to send SOSs in the spirit to let him know we need help. But you know nothing catches him by surprise. Nothing him causes like an emergency to shake, say, oh, I got to do this for Sister B. I got to do this for Brother A. No, 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 no. He already knew what was going to happen. Well, not only are the circumstances of the lepers we see here in this text that were met, but the next ingredient here in wherein our Thanksgiving goes viral is the cry of the lepers. The word everybody? Verse 13, look with me, I'm still in the word. It says, and they lifted up their word everybody. They lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, master, have mercy on me. Oh, I just got my help right there because sometimes you've been in the place well, the only name that you can really call when you can't get medicine from the store. Jesus, Master, have mercy on me. If you've ever been in enough pain where you couldn't go anywhere and it's too late at night to go anywhere, Jesus, Master, have mercy on me. When folk didn't understand you psychologically while you're going through the pain you're going through and you have to sit there and you sitting on the side of the bed or you have to come out of the bedroom to go into the living room and you have to put your head in your hand and the only medicine that you can call is Jesus, Master, have mercy on me. When people don't understand you and they look at you like you're small. Jesus, Master, have mercy on me. No one cared for these lepers like Jesus did. No one knew their hearts like Jesus did. No one had compassion on them like Jesus did. And the word of God says they called out to him. Well, you're probably situated in your mind saying, well, why would they call out? All you do is go to him. Remember, your leprous situation whew, can cause you to contemplate in your mind that you can't go to him. And the Bible says, come unto me, whew, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And what he said, he'll give you rest. But in their minds, he said, no, nah, we can't come to him. The leprous had no idea where he was going. He could have been heading for an important meeting, or he could have been tired and exhausted, or he could have had no time for interruptions. But the lepers did not care. They were so desperate, they would interrupt him no matter what. But guess what? You can't interrupt Jesus. <laughs> Am I right about a sermon? You can't interrupt Jesus. He can interrupt us. But we can't interrupt him. <laughs> See, you, you have to get to the point in your life where it doesn't fade you anymore. It doesn't matter who's looking at you. It doesn't matter who's standing around, who's standing by you, who's sitting across from you. You gonna give him the glory anyway. You know why? You don't take as much medication that you used to, did you? Am I talking to saints in here? Guess what? You can get around a little bit better today, don't you? Oh, I know I'm in the house today. You know what? When people talk about you now because of your growth in Christ, 
it don't bother you no more. You know what? That's their problem. That's their issue. Let them deal with that because the God we serve, he's greater than our problems. He's greater than our issues. He's greater than anything else that we can remember or give a name to because people will lay blame of what they can't pin you on. I caught them doing this. Honey, you don't know why that person was doing that. You stop being their church police. You trying to tell them, woo, you, you wasn't here when this, the, you always trying to bring up something to cause a change or a negative shift in the atmosphere of the body of Christ. But you can't even give me a Bible encouragement. You don't know where I've been, what I've been through, who I had to go to to get what I needed to get, and I probably, watch this, jumped in my flesh sometime. But God said, I'm gonna still, my grace gonna come to you because you need from what I'm gonna give you through person Y. Uh-oh. See, sometimes, as you grow, Pastor, how you gonna tell me? I'm twice your age, that's okay. Sometimes, as you grow, you're still gonna have to learn to take your time. Because there are some people who are still spiritually rough around the edges. They're not where you are in your walk with the Lord. Y'all ain't gonna say that to me because I'm probably talking about some of y'all. But there, there are some people who have probably come to you and you treated them kind of nasty. And you just, you just became to them a pseudo-Christian. You know what it is? It's like using a placebo. Y'all know about those. They give you the little pill and tell you, well, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna let you take this and this will may cure this. They're only giving you a placebo to see how you're gonna act because you don't get what you really need. Because it really ain't nothing wrong with you. You just go to the, I need to go to the doctor, and okay, and the doctor's real nice, top care, he's real nice, he just gets it, I'm gonna go ahead and get this to you. And roll it out, and roll it out. You don't need that. What you really need is a good double dose, two tablespoons, I'm sorry, three tablespoons of the Holy Ghost. One for the Father, one for the Son, and one for the Holy Ghost. Somebody ought to say amen. When we sense a need of so desperately that nothing can stop us from reaching Jesus, our needs then have been met. When you look here in the text of our text over here in verse 13, they call him Jesus, Master. Now, in the Greek sense, that means he's the chief, he's the commander, he's the overseer, the one who has the power to meet needs. So when you call on him, you call him on the pharmacy. When you call on him, you call him on the police. When you call on him, you call him on the paramedics because they, he can get there before they even arrive. They did not ask only for physical healing. They asked for spiritual healing for the forgiveness of sins as well. Ooh, I gotta put a commercial right here. The main reason for our sicknesses is unforgiveness. We've held on to some baggage for too long. And it creates physical scars of heart disease, physical scars of cancer, high blood pressure, leukemia, and all that stuff. 
So when you walk around carrying somebody else's burden who let the burden go a long time ago, you'll wonder why they're frolicking in the spirit and you still feel like you're held back because you're carrying some extra luggage that Jesus did not authorize. Mm. They cried out for mercy upon all of their being. Watch this. And a cry of a church hurt sounds different than a cry of you missing a loved one. Mm. This type of cry was a cry of desperation that only Jesus can meet. Well, how do we know that? How do we know that this is a cry of desperation? This is a cry that only Jesus can meet. He said it in his word. Come here, Isaiah 65, 24. He says, it's going to come to pass that before you call, I'm going to answer. While you are yet speaking, I'm listening to you. You see, God can hear you before the pain starts. He can hear you before the disease spreads. He can hear you before the trouble comes. He can hear you before the fight starts. He can hear you before the problem becomes yours. He hears you before the disagreement occurs. He hears you before the traps are set, beloved. He hears you. He knew that the problem was coming. Because we read somewhere in one of them little old burgundy books that each problem and trial is tailor-made just for us. Did you hear that? Well, now we know he's not going to assign us problems. Let me ask you a question in the spirit. Did not Jesus have issues? Well, no, he never had issues. He's the savior of the world. He couldn't even go to his own church because they had an APB out on him. They had a hit put out on Jesus before he was even crucified. And with some churches he couldn't even enter to. Watch this. He couldn't even go home. Mark chapter 6, if you're looking for the reference. Because they treated him just as an ordinary boy, and he was 30-something years old. Oh, that's Mary's boy. That's baby. <laughs> that's Mary's boy. That's, that's jo Man, that's, that's, Joseph's, that's Joseph's youngest son. They treated him as common. And he's the one that's walking on water, providing a Walmart in the wilderness, and bringing healing to people without an expense. But we're treating him. As common. Yeah. You see, brothers and sisters, he knows, and since he knows, 